There we are. There we are. Noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, <laughs> Sacramento, California, and Detroit, Michigan. And and yes, this is news that you can use that's entirely unplugged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for, I didn't. Yeah, for Friday, October 13th, for those of you who suffer from trisodectophobia, the fear of things the 13th, uh, welcome ah, to Friday the 13th. It is um, Friday the 13th. Yes. Uh, I know I promised everybody that Zach would be here today. Uh, as you can see, we have Justice, we have Phil, we have no Zach. Apparently, apparently, they have really poor internet in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, go figure. Uh. So... This is the first ever simulcast of news that you can use and the electric channels unplugged all at the same time. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Hey, I just got to say, though, so we're simulcast. Oh, why did that change? I don't know. Um, sorry. sorry that's, that's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we're, but we're simulcasting with unplugged, but none of our viewers got to see our lovely unplugged intro. Yeah, um, they didn't get to see so it. So it's, 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 well, it's I, I I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay, here we go. We're on the right channel now. <laughs> well, we're on some channel. We're, we're on all of them. We're on okay. all of them. Uh, thank you, everyone, for being here. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so sorry about the description that says uh, Car Edge Electric Unplugged. Uh, I scrambled at the last second to make sure this, this could go out. <laughs> That was perfectly fine. Um, and I can read in the headline that we have that Tesla's bombshell, yeah, price, wherever the hell it is, price undercut. undercut. Yeah, why Why Americans still resist the EV revolution? Um, why is that, do you suppose? Yeah, like, so, I mean, first talking about transaction prices, like, right, so all vehicle transaction prices actually went down in September. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, led by Tesla, of course, with uh, as Tesla does, which really pisses off some Tesla owners. I'm not one of them. <laughs> it doesn't piss me off. I like it. But, um, you know, some owners uh, get a little bit pissed off when they lower prices $3,000, you know, two days after you just bought your car. <laughs> um, Do they make it up to those people in any way, shape, or form? So at one point they did, but I have yeah. not heard lately that they have. I don't know. Have you heard anything, Phil, on that? No, no. They don't. They don't send them like a refrigerator magnet that just says "sucker." <laughs> <laughs> they are now, Ray. <laughs> They're going to listen to this show and be yeah. like, "Hey, let's yeah. do that." Sorry, Justice. <laughs> <laughs> But here, here we have new vehicle transaction prices. Uh, are so the new vehicle now is, is forty seven thousand eight ninety nine. Mm -hmm. That's still really freaking high. <laughs> yep, but it's down three point two percent, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I, it's, it's see, it's so down. That, that's the right direction, right? Three hundred and sixty dollars from a year ago. Wow. Or point seven percent. It's oh, dropping. percent. Yeah, okay. so it's dropping. Um, yes. The, yeah, 3.4 was from the start of the year. Gotcha. So that's where you got that number from. Yeah, okay. from the start of the year. But from one year ago when prices went up, now we're now we're down $360 year over year. Um, mm -hmm. 
So at least we're headed the right direction. I guess. Yeah, that'll, that'll buy you what a, a Big Mac and uh, and fries and a Coke. Uh, uh, not in California. <laughs> we have a we have a new minimum wage for fast food workers, so uh, you won't get a Big Mac here for that. Okay. <laughs> no. uh, non-luxury vehicle prices increase less than one percent year mm-hmm. over year. Okay. So it looks seems like the uh, the luxury prices are sort of the ones leading the way. But if you look at this lovely chart here, yes, um, there seems to be an outlier here amongst everybody else. Would that be Tesla? Yeah, that would be Tesla, who's down twenty four point seven percent year well, over year. Well. Yeah, that's how much they've dropped their pricing. Yeah, year over year. Oh, then they then those 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 poor folks deserve more than one kitchen refrigerator. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that that's a significant price drop. Yeah, it is, and, and you know, and that's sort of with the EV market right now. Um, but at the same time, they're down twenty four point seven percent. And their market shares, they've lost market share as well. They lost 7% of their market share. Yeah, now, there, yeah, there's a reason. There, there, there's a reason for that, I do believe, at least one that they're postulating. Um, uh, they were waiting on the refresh of the Model 3 or whatever, or production uh-huh. wasn't quite what it was supposed to be in the third. What, what, what was their excuse? Well, oh, they're they, waiting on that damn cyber truck to come out, which right because that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's just going to make everything better, right? Uh, right, Justice. It's just, yeah. I mean, they didn't say any of that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, <laughs> but I think we, now we're just setting up our own alternative set of facts on what it was. They said um, they had plants down for retooling, refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yes, the refresh. Model sure. 3 and partial refresh of the Model Y, um, getting things ready for the Cybertruck. But they had plants down, and mm-hmm. they knew that would contribute some to it. But I'm going to say, and I think what, Ray, you were sort of hinting at, it's other models are picking up. Like, Kia oh. is picking up. People like the EV6. They all like the Ionic 5 and 6. They, mm-hmm. you know, they like these. So there's other vehicles that are picking up in the space. And I will say this. The Model 3 and Y are actually up in sales. Dramatically. But, but the S and the X, which anyone who watches over on the electric channel um, knows, I have said less than five years, those go away. They've actually lost sales. So they're yeah. still growing. But Well, that doesn't make, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And I can see why. They're too expensive. Can, mm-hmm. I sh- can I share something with the two of you that I find amazing? Please. When they talk, when when automotive news talks about luxury sales and the two major brands that are fighting the years-long battle to control luxury sales and be number one has always been BMW and Mercedes-Benz. Correct. Automotive news, for whatever reason, counts Teslas as luxury sales. And Why? Exactly, and Sorry. and 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 you know BMW is in second place behind Tesla for the year. Tesla's like doubled them in sales for the year. 
But I, I, Justice, I'm going to ask you this question. If you were to consider any Tesla's a luxury vehicle, I think the only models that you might consider to be that would be the S and the X. Am I correct? I, I mean, you know, I do not consider Tesla a luxury brand, but you are correct. If you were to put them into luxury space, it would only be the S and A, the X. Certainly the three and Y, not even Tesla thinks they're luxury brand. I don't think Tesla thinks they're premium either. I yeah. think they think the S and the X um, are the premium brand. And the three and Y are the standard brand. The the, the every, mass market brand. Yeah, the mass market brands, which is what they're going for. They they have always said they want to compete with Toyota, not Mercedes and mm -hmm. BMW. That's not what they're after. I mean, that was in the beginning because that's how they built their company. Yeah. But but you know, they want the Toyota Honda people. They, uh -huh. you know, and I really do think they're going to get rid of the S and the X probably shortly after the Cybertruck comes out. I would say I said five years. I I would revise that to three. I think in three years you'll see a full discontinue of the S and the X because I don't think that's a business they want to be in. Well, it would seem to me that it's that it it's not the profitable end of their business. Um, no, not a not at all. Yeah, I like um, they, they had such a drop. They had to cut the price on the S and the X just to get people to buy them. That they're at one point at the end of last year, they were having a problem just getting people to buy those because we've talked about price is a big thing. And I think if you're going to pay $100,000 for a vehicle, probably the Model S and X aren't, aren't what you're going to go for. You probably want more luxury than those two vehicles have. I like them, but mm -hmm. I think at $100,000, which it was up to at one point, um, they don't really make sense. And Agreed. Phil, I mean, do you think of, I mean, I don't know how automotive news comes to the conclusion that Tesla's a luxury brand. I mean, I, we've I, driven them. Ray, I think it's, I think it's price points. You know, I think when, you know, before they now, yes, they've, they've, they've come down in prices, but yeah. you know, the manufacturers will tend to say, okay, it's a, it's you're in luxury class if you're getting to a certain price point. And maybe that's how they're classifying, even though they're not necessarily luxury quality. I mean, look at look at other brands. I mean, like Cadillac. I mean, you guys know I'm a fan of Cadillac, mm -hmm. but you know, they're quote luxury. But then a lot of times I can oh, and I've got some balloons going on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, when you when you actually go into some of their vehicles, you're like, this feels more premium than actually luxury. And but they're at that price point. They're they're at at a higher luxury price point. So anyway, that's just my that's just my opinion. You know on on what I think about that. You know, and and if if I can extrapolate from that, if if we're going to say it's the price point that denotes whether or not it's luxury or mm -hmm. or premium. Well, if if that's the case, and 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 they group all of the Teslas as being luxury, then. What the hell is a Ford F one fifty with an average transaction price of sixty six thousand dollars? Well, but look, those big trucks aren't they trying? They're almost trying to be luxury. They are. They're they're not the uh, 
the pickup you get in and just go, you know, do farm stuff mm -hmm. anymore. Now they're, they have so much, you know, they have leather and all these appointments and all this tech and all this stuff. They're almost trying to be luxury. I'm not saying they are luxury. I'm saying they, they do seem to be trying to be. Learning Fast has a really interesting question. Is Acura luxury? How about Infinity? And I will tell you from having worked at, at Acura for 12 years, represented that brand for 12 years, they don't think of themselves as a luxury brand. They have always positioned themselves as what they call near luxury, okay, which is obviously a step below luxury. Infinity, they, they're, they're not even pretending to be a luxury brand anymore. Um, they came out and said last year, we ain't a luxury brand. We, we uh -huh. have no intentions of being a luxury brand. We, we, we have an intention of being a higher priced Nissan, um, but, but not really competing in the luxury space. So, I, you know, I, when I think luxury, and, 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 and correct me if I'm wrong, but when I think, you know, you think of BMW, you think of Lexus, you think, you think of Mercedes-Benz. Um, you, you think of 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 brands like that, uh, Rolls Royce, Bentley. Um, you know, even to some degree in the old days, you you would have thought like Jaguar, uh, things like. But I, 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 there's a lot of pretenders, and but I I think Ray, to your point though, that I don't know that these OEMs are the ones who are pretending. Like Acura doesn't pretend. I don't think Tesla thinks of themselves as a luxury brand. I think it's outside no, it's, influences it's that are calling them that. Outside. Tesla's yeah. like, we're not a we're not a luxury brand. Acura is like, we're not luxury. What did Acura call them? The near luxury, right? Near luxury, yes. Yeah, yeah I luxury. mean, literally. I mean, I can't tell you how many brand meetings I went to. And that's exactly how they describe themselves. It, we're a near luxury brand. We're 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 the bridge between Honda and getting to a luxury brand. You know, one of I the things I used to tell my my Acura rep, I said, "Do you understand the difference when somebody buys an Acura and somebody buys like a Lexus or a Mercedes? When 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 they when they bought that Lexus or their Mercedes, they feel like." they've accomplished something in life by being able to afford to buy one of those yeah. vehicles. And when they buy an Acura, they feel like they bought a car. Okay. And that's a big difference. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I think it is. Acura is not a status symbol. And, you know, for lack of a better term, it's not. And so, BMW so is that what defines luxury now? Is maybe? it, is it, is it the nameplate? Because so many so many vehicles now nowadays, even even in the higher premium trim like trim vehicles, like if if I went back five years, five mm -hmm. to ten years, something like that, and and I'm looking at cars that are kind of in that premium, you know, space now, it like on the par of luxury and and how fit and finishes and 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 all the finishings with inside the vehicle. I mean, they're on par to what luxury used to be. Like we're the bar keeps on getting raised and raised and raised. What is luxury anymore? Luck, luxury is, in my mind, okay, and just in my mind, luxury is the cachet 
associated with the brand. Okay. So it's a brand. Okay. A brand. Can, yes. can I say I'm going to agree with this? I would and I'm agree. going to tie it into something that Phil's not going to appreciate, but will understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cadillac. Yeah. Hey, I look, the Cadillac name was a luxury brand because of its name. Like we still use that as a generic luxury name, right? Mm-hmm. You're right. You know, yeah, like uh, Obama with his, uh, with the uh, medical stuff, you know, you have your Cadillac medical plan. Yeah. You know, that was what he called it. And that was that name carried a cachet. Okay. Now, when you say luxury, if you start listing vehicles, how long until you would get to Cadillac in your mind with listing luxury vehicles? It probably wouldn't make the top 10, but they haven't really changed much, but the name oh. doesn't mean what it once was. I, I think Cadillac has drastically changed from what it used to be. I mean, when you I look mean, at, when you, when you, when you talk you about the cachet yeah. and, and you talk about where that actually comes from, like these cars, like Cadillac was luxury. Like if you go back into the eighties, into the nineties, and like you look at those, what they what they had, like they were luxury. It's the old American luxury perception of like you've made it. Like mm-hmm. that that was what it that that was what it was. And you you look at today and and Cadillac is just they put so much effort into wanting to become BMW that I think they lost their way. And while they have great vehicles, like their their CT5 and CT4 is they're very good vehicles and they perform very, very well. And you could put them up against a five series and a three series, et cetera. Right. Mm-hmm. But that cachet, that what what you're talking about, uh, Justice, and that and that luxury poshness is it's just not there. It's not what Cadillac used to be. They're completely, in my opinion kind of going in a different brand. And now they're going to be completely EV. They're, they're, yeah. the, the difference is that they're not aspirational anymore. Yeah. And, you know, uh, BMW is still aspirational. Mercedes-Benz is still aspirational. Um, Lexus yeah. is aspirational. Uh, you know, I've seen other names here, you know, Aston Martin, Range Rover. Those are, those are aspirational nameplates. Um, and, and I don't, and, and nothing against Cadillac, nothing against Acura or Infinity, but I, I don't think those are really aspirational nameplates anymore. Um, yeah. And, and, and maybe it's because at a certain point they became too readily available and they were marketed to anybody. Um, and, and, and I, and, even though BMW's the industry leader in this country right now for luxury sales, I, I don't think they're as aspirational as they used to be. They yeah. they've become, even though they're overpriced, um, they they figured out ways to become more affordable to a larger group of of people who had an aspiration for uh, a BMW and a luxury brand. I, yeah. And, yeah. and, and to your point, uh, Ray, we were just at the uh, Detroit car show. Was there anything aspirational at that show? No, I mean, but everything, everything was priced as it, as everything as was priced. <laughs> yeah. But there was nothing like when you come in there, when you used to go to the show, it used to be a show. 
it used to be, here's the new stuff that each OEM wanted to bring out. Here's, here are the cool prototypes. Here's everything. We don't get that anymore. You know, it, look at, uh, even uh, the uh, German brands and and all you know like Lamborghini and Ferrari and all those guys they were tucked back in the corner, yeah. not even really you know presented in any fashion or way. Now, yeah, I was I, surprised like, how many people were in that back corner. They had like you know was like fifteen OEMs. Yeah, just they just shoved all little, the all like, the luxury, oh, okay. all the yeah. luxury high end brands were shoved into the back corner, yeah. and then the rest was. The whole floor seemed like to me, I just went into a huge dealership. Yes. And, you know, to, to you know, talk about uh, Cadillac, too, you know, and and aspirations. And as of right now, no, I am eager to see, even though I'm not 100 percent sold on the whole EV thing, but I am eager to see what how they're going to take the EV platform that they're going to go 100 percent on. See how aspirational they can get with that. I'm. I'm curious to see how that's going to go. Well, I let me tie that into um, there was a survey done and an opposite survey of what we had on last week's EV show. Okay. So if you go back to last week's, we had one survey. Now we have another survey saying uh, the majority of Americans uh, don't want to buy an EV. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I knew that other one was so quite, that was questionable. Ah, no, yeah. no. I, yeah, well, I, <laughs> Look, you, we all know I love EVs. I drive an EV. I would love to see them adopted. But the survey that said 54% of Americans want to buy EV as their next vehicle. Yeah. I went, no, they don't. No, I, they don't. May, may, may I share a, a story with you? Yes. From a phone conversation I had with a gentleman this morning who has a, a, a EQS 450 Mercedes-Benz. He's had it for... 18 months, it's got 20,000 miles on it, uh, took it in for service. And during the service, they discovered that the air conditioner compressor had all kinds of uh, corrosion around it. And and the uh, high energy input or whatever the hell it is, um, it had corrosion around that too. So they called the insurance company and the insurance company is totaling the vehicle because at some point, um, they they feel this corrosion was due to salt water or something. Uh. Um, now he's never been in a flood. He doesn't recall driving through flooded areas. And could it could it merely be a design flaw that when you drive in the areas when he's in New Jersey, for example, um, and it rains and the the salt that that was used during the winter kicks up. On the uh, under the engine comp or under the it since it doesn't have an engine, um, but, but you know, and 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 actually causes this decay to to occur. Uh, is could this be like a major design flaw? I mean, here's here's a guy who's got a car twenty thousand miles on and got to be totaled for like water damage. It's basically what it is. And that doesn't like to say it was salt water damage, but. You know, he didn't drive through any saltwater ponds. But that doesn't even fully make, there's something in there. Yeah, I don't know what that is about, right? Because, you know, Tesla is touted, and this is true for a lot of the EVs. Yes. Like, you know, they're so sealed that you can really drive them through 
I wouldn't do salt water, which yeah. we all know, but uh, you know, you can drive them through flood waters. You can, you know, uh, for all those of us old enough to remember Oregon Trail, you can chalk it and go across the river on that thing, right? <laughs> you can, <laughs> like, uh, but I don't, so it's really weird that that happened. I would love to know what, you know, if there's a final result to that, what they, what it was because salt water kicking up from the road should have nothing to do. Like you the undercarriage of that is thing is sealed. There's nothing there. You, you would, you would think, and it's just, you know, unless, unless this is the only, unless I could come up with, unless when they bought it, it had been yeah, in salt water prior to them buying it. And, Nobody disclosed that, and there was no issues at the time. But over the last eighteen months, uh, that that saltwater intrusion has created issues for the vehicle, um, and 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 the which we company, know is a thing. Yes, and the insurance company said uh-huh. you can't yeah. continue to drive this. This would not be safe, you know. And I tried to explain. Them. I said, you know the. The, the combination of salt water and these type of batteries, they don't really play well together. Yeah. Um, and, and the fires yeah. that they create um, uh, burn at a much hotter rate than normal fires, and they're virtually impossible for your local fire department to put out. I mean, and they can put it out, but then it can restart because yeah. other batteries are you know in, down the chain. Um, but it is not, uh, it was Susanna asked here, I, I can't find the comment, but she asked that, oh, the, the ocean spray. Um, no, they're, they're not so weak that, you know, being by the ocean uh, is going to be, you have to actually have it sit in, like, it has to be a flooded car yeah, uh, in, in salt water for it to really start degrading the seals that much. Because mm-hmm. that's what this is. That that's what happens is the seals get degraded from the salt water, which is why it's not as big of a deal if it's fresh water. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, I, I can tell yeah. you that's one EV owner that will never have another EV. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And I mean, and the amount of loss that he's going to take because you know the insurance company is going to pay a market value. Uh-huh. And what's the market value on an 18 month old 450 UQS? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, did he get gap insurance? Uh, well, you know, uh, it's, it, it, it's 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 unfortunately going to be an ugly situation for this this gentleman. But it is, it would scare the hell out of me. It, it really yeah. would. He, he said, "Well, maybe I should just keep it and 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 try and litigate with with Mercedes." I said. You know, better not to keep it, uh-huh. <laughs> and not and not necessarily put your life at risk when you're driving it, and suddenly because of sure. whatever saltwater intrusion there was, it decides to go up in flames. It's not worth it. And besides, Mercedes can outlast you when it comes to legal uh, proceedings. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have all the time and money. They don't. Yes. They'll they'll drag it out. Absolutely. I'm sorry to have brought up that that tale of woe. No, like that is something that, you know, we have talked about on the EV show. And that's the, you know, when you're looking at and even uh, recurrent auto, mm-hmm. uh, you, know, you know, the the Carfax of EVs, as they like to say, yes. um, you know, they do these surveys and and things. And, and, you know, where your 
used EV was driven mm -hmm. uh, makes a difference. Uh, you know, and certainly if you were, if you're have one of these EVs that was down in Florida or, you know, any of, you know, anywhere affected by the hurricanes that may have been sitting in flood water, mm -hmm. like you, you gotta, I mean, you have to do that with every vehicle, obviously, but yes. especially important in an EV where you have these fire risks. I mean, uh -huh. again, an EV's the least likely to catch fire. However, when it does... <sighs> <laughs> good luck yes you know right. and right. so you want to sort of mitigate that and you know and then they you know recurrent just put out this article on uh on it and temperatures you know teslas in particular do much better in cold weather mm -hmm. than other evs but really bad in hot weather like any prolonged yeah like we were seeing in arizona this yes. last summer you yeah. know you know get it Get into a garage, get it into shade, get it because the long term impact on your battery can be very large. And um, and, you know, it's a permanent degradation. So, you know, when you're looking at those used EVs, you know, looking at where they come from uh -huh. is a big it's deal. Important. Yeah. It, it, I, it's, it's one thing if you're a used car buyer and you're looking at a used ice vehicle and you say, gee, I'd like one from the southwest because the likelihood of there being any rust or any issues like that is greatly reduced. Um, but if it comes to an EV, um, you're, you got to say to yourself, I don't think I'd want one that has spent the bulk of its life in the Phoenix metro area. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I you know, yeah, especially with the damage that they're finding out that they heat, you know, recurrent, um, monitors your vehicle so if you've signed up uh -huh. with them they monitor it the whole time so only tesla has better data than yeah. they do on these vehicles and you know when they're putting them all out there now they don't have all evs not everyone signs up for them they don't have a connection to everything they but they have significant connection to tesla mm -hmm. and you know and they're just showing those those hot climates like uh -huh. they're just flat out telling you it's like maybe maybe you don't want to buy one in that area like go to the go to something that's been in the cold area and but i think all that leads to you know the survey we we're talking about where uh most americans don't want the ev um and i think this sort of shows you know what is it uh, da, da, da. those with a high school diploma or less are even less likely to want an ev millennials only 40 percent want them gen x 33 percent um baby boomers only 22 percent. so the older uh, you get the less likely you are to want to uh well uh so it looks like uh you know 40 percent of millennials wow 30, <laughs> 33 percent of gen xers i think the gen x one seems off to me but just and maybe that's my area maybe it's just northern california because most people i meet when i'm up charging and i you know, talk to EV owners because that's what I do. I walk up to random people and talk to them about their EVs if they're not a Tesla. Um, and just like the large bulk of them are Gen Xers. They're all around my age and they're all, they're all in that category. So I, maybe in Northern California, Gen Xers are more, more prone to it. I don't know what that I, is. I, I think most Californians are more prone to it. Yeah, but I mean, there's still going to be a breakdown because I definitely 
the boomer and older generation uh, are the ones that I see the most resistant on it, which <clears throat> makes sense to me. But, but you would you would almost think that with EV pricing coming down, especially in the Model Y and the uh, Model Three, that where they are now priced significantly below what the average transaction prices are for new cars today, that that would be a, a tipping point, that that would be enough to for people to say, well, I could either spend $48,000 and get a, um, a com internal combustion engine vehicle, or I could spend $38,000 and get a Model 3. I mean, at that point, wouldn't wouldn't you think that more people would go, okay, I'll go with the Model 3? I mean, shouldn't that be finally the tipping point? Because in the past, it was, well, EVs are too expensive. They're way more expensive than a comparable gas-powered vehicle. And now, they're way less expensive. And starting January, and I think that's what's going to hurt this last quarter, yeah. is, is next quarter, the $7,500 tax credit being an upfront rebate. Yes. Uh -huh. So now if you're talking about a $38,000 Tesla, now you're talking about a $31,000 Tesla. Yes. Then that that's changes. Gonna, that's going to be impactful. Yeah, I think that's going to be impactful. But I think a lot of people, yeah. It's going to affect this quarter where I think you'll see less EV sales. Yeah, people aren't going to buy. Yeah. They're going to wait. Yeah, those in the know, why would you buy now? Why, you know. Right. And wait for a tax credit. And, you know, you can, maybe a Kia's and Hyundai's will still go. You know, those who are giving that credit up front or, of course, those who want to use the lease loophole, mm -hmm. which is a great loophole that we do all, every day. It is. Uh, you know, uh, but otherwise, like, well, yeah, just wait till January. We can get that off. The purchase makes more sense. Do, do you think do you think that Tesla will say in November and December, lower the selling prices of both of their their popular models by $7,500 um, and explain to the public that come January 1st, the prices of these vehicles will be going up $7,500 so that they can have a decent fourth quarter. Uh, I don't know. That's certainly possible. I think um, I think Learning Fast put it in here. Uh, Tesla is also warning people that some of these tax incentives are going to be cut in half come January. Um, and that, I think, is a Cybertruck uh, offshoot. Cybertruck's going to be using all the 4680 cells. So they're going to be using all that North American mined or sourced material. So come January, they're going to be relying more on batteries produced outside the United States. So you're only getting half the credit. So we'll see how far that goes on it. I think there'll still be some, some Model 3 that will qualify, or they may just push them all to the Model Y and the Cybertruck. We'll see. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Who's their big competitor? Is it going to be Kia and Hyundai? It's going to be Kia, right? It's I just think it has to be right now. Like, yeah. because what we're talking about, what we started the program with, they're not a luxury brand. They don't even right. think of themselves as luxury brand. They're a mass market brand. Mm -hmm. So when you, you got to look at this and you look at this Kia, 
you know, new Kias are going to start at 35,000, you know, on their, <coughs> on their EVs, you know, they got mid $30,000 EVs coming up from Kia. They're already mm -hmm. popular, right? Their ICE vehicles are popular. The EVs are popular for EVs. And, you know, mm -hmm. we know that some sales have dropped and you can actually find sitting inventory, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, on the EV6 in particular, probably one of the best buys you can get out there right now. Um, but they're coming up with more and more vehicles, EVs that are going to be in that price range. And I think since that's where Tesla wants to operate, I think that's who becomes their number one competitor. Not all these other people, not Ford who can't seem to figure out how to build EVs. Yeah. Well, at least cheaply. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like how many of them wow. are losing money? And that's not to say that Kia's not necessarily losing some. I don't know how much how profitable their vehicles are, but I know they're doing better than the domestic brands. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I know that um, they make some interesting-looking EVs. Um, yeah, they yeah that's definitely one that. Doesn't look like everything else, right, Ray? Yes. And either um, you like it or you don't. Yeah, yeah there's no in-between. Uh, <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like the Cybertruck in the sense that either either you like it or you don't. There's no in-between. Um, but if, if people are looking to make a statement and not have to spend a lot of money to make that statement, right? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I just think these Kias and Hyundais are, are pretty – interesting looking vehicles maybe it's just me i agree i think they look different but they're not as polarizing as the cyber truck yeah well that's uh, which obvious. is very polarizing and yeah. it was yeah. always meant to be like it was never not meant to be that uh -huh. they knew that so and i think these are something different because i hear from you ray all the time all evs look the same they all, look the, much they all yeah. look the same. I mean, I would say all vehicles kind of look the same. That's yeah. always the that's always the the thing on them. But but certainly EVs, maybe even more so because of design, right? Because you want that aerodynamic flow. Mm -hmm. And there is a perfect shape for that. And that perfect shape is a teardrop. And so that's what you get. And you get every car that's shaped like a teardrop. Because they all want that that range. I think as batteries improve and range gets better with you know lesser batteries, you might see more sway from that because it's not going to be as important yeah. to get that last mile out of it. Yeah. Well, you know, as as I've said in the past, in order to really get more people into buying an EV, their designs need to get a bit more aggressive, not in these. You know, I get the whole, you know, wanting to make sure we extend the amount of range, get the maximum amount out of it. But just as, as you said, as the as the battery technology gets gets better, that's going to become less less of a concern. And I'm hopeful that then the manufacturers will start to actually put some design effort into making these cars look look uh, look great, you know, and and um, look stylish and 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 different and. You know, yeah. not looking like the mainstream bubble that it needs to look like to get that aero aerodynamic going in. You know, so look. Some I, of my favorite cars are 
you know, I, well, obviously the Mustang, everyone knows, you know, the yeah. uh, 65 yep. fastback, but also I love, you know, 57 Bel Airs, 59 Caddies. And, you know, mm-hmm. these cars had great design, but what do they get? Like eight miles to the gallon? <laughs> yeah. Like right winded, winded cars all start looking exactly the same and coming apart when in the 70s we're like, hey, you know, we kind of need to do something about this fuel efficiency yeah. thing. And then they all started sort of slowly looking exactly the same all over. And that's what okay. EVs are going through right now to meet these efficiency goals. I know. Uh, they all just look, and I agree with you. I agree with you. I think, and what they come out with, like, what is it? The uh, Celestique, Phil? Uh, yeah. That looks different, yeah. but, I, but I think it looks horrible. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but it looks different. Yeah. If they would just, you know, I'm I'm not a fan of Cadillac's direction with this like whole bubble thing happening in <laughs> the back. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how that actually starts to starts to evolve. Um, but you know, outside of the back of it, I'm I mean, it's not a bad looking car. It's not a three hundred thousand dollar car at all. But no, but it, but it's handmade, Phil. Whatever oh, that might mean. Yes. Yes. I don't know what that so, means. So so let's let's hand build it and and we'll say, oh, it's in Rolls Royce and Bentley territory. Let's let's just do that. Is that what they mean? Is it because you say hand built on a car to me, and I think, can you have a machine do it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, like, you know they can have a machine do it. Yeah. But, but if they want to want the prestige of having to put this I don't the think I want a handmade it's a, one. It's a it's a statement, right? Cadillac's trying to make a statement with this car. Yeah, I'm never trying to get their name back. And good luck to them. Like I, I get that. I understand that. But, but I, yeah, I or, think Kia Kia is the is the player to watch here. In that, well, and not to sound like a broken record, but I'm going to sound like a broken record because I don't ever want to go off record. Toyota, <laughs> do not count Toyota out. Um, they're saying solid state by 2034. Um, now they've been saying that since the mid nineties. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but, but I do believe they're probably farther along than they've ever been. And solid state is the, is the industry changer, right? So, you know, if they can achieve that, I think Toyota is probably going to be the one to watch in the end. Just my guess, my crystal ball. Well, you know, they've been around for a while. They've, 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 they have, uh, I'll use a term my son likes. They've iterated uh, a number of times, uh, <laughs> probably not nearly as much as Car Edge, but they've iterated. <laughs> right. No, <laughs> not as much or not as fast as Car Edge. <laughs> right. We iterate like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but their experience, I think, allows them. To to take their time, so that I my guess is that when they when they finally really jump in, they will have it they will have it dialed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's I'm why sure they they're will. taking their time. I mean, and this is from the company that basically perfected the hybrid, right? Not basically, I mean, yeah. They they have made the hybrid mainstream. They're they're the yeah. ones that did. There might have been others that that had hybrid cars. But nobody, nobody has gotten the public to buy into the hybrid quite like Toyota has. Yeah. So, I mean, and that's partially why I lean to them. I think they're one of the 
most nimble companies out there. As you say, they they iterate, um, but they take their time to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and they say, you know, but when they come out and they do it, then they're, you know, as you said, they weren't the first hybrid company by any stretch of the imagination. Lots of people before them. Uh, but when they came out, man, they they did it well, so well that they convinced everyone that that's what they wanted. Yes. Yeah. So it's so, almost mm-hmm. like what was that? The, what was that Apple product? The MP3 or whatever the, the iPod. IPod? The iPod. Yeah. 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 There was something that was invented that the world didn't know it needed, but Apple convinced us we did. Um, Uh, Yeah. Now we need to connect our phones to our cars. Thanks to Apple too. Like, Oh, if you don't have CarPlay, then forget it. I'm going to go look at another car and I got, you know, Bluetooth still works guys. It it does. (laughs) And, and my car has Apple CarPlay, which is perfect for when Zach drives it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't have Apple CarPlay, but that's besides the point. Well, you know, it's it's we've crushed like forty five minutes here. We have, we uh-huh. have. No, that's in fairness. That's two shows worth of content. Correct. Yeah. So no, no, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> but it's forty. <laughs> but it is forty five minutes. minutes. Yeah. 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 And, um, and we do have job, guys. Good job. We do have one. You got to be kidding me. That Zach wanted me to cover. Okay, so so yeah. then I suppose I need to say you really? gotta do it, Ray. Really? You gotta be kidding me. Um there's not much to this story. There's yeah. a headline that I have oh. absolutely no opinion on whatsoever. Oh, I've got uh, the opinion. <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm just gonna let you read this headline out, Ray, and <sighs> and whatever you think about it. So I, I saw this in automotive news today. And and I just read this headline and I thought to myself, <laughs> A, why would you write that? And B, who said, yeah, okay, let's use that. And the headline is how OEMs can help customers achieve lubrication excellence. And, <laughs> and you know, my mind, my mind just wanders in the wrong direction, of course. Um, <laughs> but it, but it just when when did that become? the OEM's concern. I mean, you know, let me figure it out on my, I don't need you to help guide me towards my lubrication excellence. Well, Um, I will tell you, Ray, I know when they did it, when they raised MSRPs and started. um, Yes. Yeah. With their customers. Yeah. (laughs) Bending their customers (laughs) over. I think that's when they started concerning themselves with lubrication. Well, you know, I I, I think at that point they might just throw a tube of something in the glove box. I mean, you know, (laughs) it's it's not that difficult. But but I saw that headline and I and I sent Zach a picture of another headline. The greatest newspaper headline ever written was headless body found in topless bar, um, which was a, he- a, a, a legitimate headline in the New York Post in the 80s when, uh, well, uh, somebody got murdered in a in a topless bar and they decapitated the murder. And, but it's just, you know, when you see headlines like that, that, you know, OEMs want to help me find my lubrication excellence. <laughs> how can you not bring it up and just mention it, right? How can you not? How, how, how can you not want to buy into that? Uh, right. Yeah. Let, let me just say, though, yeah. I will challenge you on the best headline ever written. Okay. Uh, mine has nothing to do with the, with OEMs, of course, just like yours. 
my, the favorite one that I ever saw was um, many, many years ago when Ike Turner died. Everyone remember who Ike yes, was? Yes, yeah. And the headline, which Tina said she loved, was Ike Turner beats Tina to death. <laughs> Wow. I thought was hilarious. That is, I can't believe they ran with it, but they they ran with it. They got the clip, and of course, it's just that Ike had died. Yeah. Um, and Tina was still alive. Yeah. So, so he time, did. And, yeah. and it was uh, it was hilarious. And that is still to this day my favorite headline that they ever wrote. Well, I, I, I like that one as well as headless body and topless bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, what's uh, your favorite headline before we I go since we're on the okay. <laughs> I knew you were gonna call me. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, this 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 has certainly been fun today. Now, if I if I can share something with everybody, my son assures me that there will literally be a live stream tomorrow night with him, with him at 7 a.m. Uh, 7 p.m. Eastern on the uh, on the car edge channel um at this point i'll believe it when i see him there uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, i'm pretty sure the internet's still working in dc uh but we'll find out for sure tomorrow when he gets back <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah i'm I, I hope to see you guys there well i won't be there actually but uh, i will i will listen to it later I will well, be driving to Los Angeles tomorrow. Well, you say hi to all your friends in LA for yeah. us uh, when you get there. I will. Okay. Thank you. And and do me a favor, enjoy a enjoy a hot dog from Pink's for me. Uh, first place I stop, right? First place I stop every. That's how I know I've made it to LA. Is I <laughs> go and I get to Pink's even before I check into the hotel. That is my. I am here. Relax moment. Uh, it's getting my hot dog for over at Pink's and the the Mexican bottle of Coke and ah, you're it's set. A perfect way yep. to start a trip. I there you go. It. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you guys for filling in for Zach. Uh, sure. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I had great fun today. And uh, Justice, I think I'll see you around. I don't know, quarter to four or so, because, well, we just can't get enough of each other. That's and, right, right. And and Phil, you have a great weekend, and I'm sure I'll, well, I Thank know you, right, I'll you see too. you next Friday. Um, and we'll be back with more news that you can use on Monday at 9 Pacific, noon Eastern, 6 a.m. in Honolulu, 8 a.m. In, in Anchorage, and, well, in midnight in Manila, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>